data can help predict the future. Now, if you can predict the future, you can print money. Hi, and welcome to The Financial Fox, investing any innovation ideas with a twist. I'm your host, Steffi B, and in this episode, I will be joined by Matthew Fontana, Head of Ecosystem at Streamer Network, a decentralized data infrastructure based in Zug, which is working on solutions for businesses and people to monetize their data. Hi, Matthew. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Steph? I'm fine, I'm fine. It is uh, great to have a chat and uh, discuss uh, obviously how important are data and they are uh, basically becoming uh, um, so key in uh, in our life uh, and uh, especially in the future. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, everyone's talking about data these days. It's it's something that the big tech companies have known for such a long time that they've kind of, it's kind of their, been their insider secret and now it's it's all coming out and it's all very interesting. Such a, a huge topic to talk about. Exactly. I mean, what you said is just so important. It's something that, uh, you know, the big the big corporation has discovered for quite a while and they've been monetizing on uh, people's data. So anyway, let's maybe start with um, uh, an introduction to the data economy before we go into stream. Uh, because uh, obviously we live in a world where most of our activities are taking place online and uh, the generation and transmission of data is so important. And that's why company like like Facebook, Google, you know, they are making loads and loads of money just monetizing on those data. So if you would like uh, uh, maybe to give an introduction on uh, the, why data is so important now and how we fuel um, a new economy. Sure, sure. So data is is quite valuable for a few reasons. And uh, there's the kind of obvious monetize your data, sell it to somebody else, which is a very uh, actionable market that's happening kind of uh, behind closed doors at the moment. But there's also some other interesting uh, facets of data that adds value. And uh, perhaps uh, one, one interesting use case is that uh, insurance, for example, they love data because say, for example, you're a farmer and uh, you have smart sensors in your crops and those smart sensors are fitting in data. Perhaps there's weather data coming in and uh, the insurance companies can then see further down the line, oh, this is going to be a great crop in the next three months. Okay, well, maybe maybe we can lower the insurance premiums for, for this farmer. Maybe we can, oh, and that's, well, that's one use case. Uh, maybe then the banks get interested in this data as well. They say, oh, this is going to be fantastic, uh, fantastic year. So maybe we're, we're more generous with our loans, for example. So what, what this uh, speaks to generally is that data can help predict the future. Now, if you can predict the future, you can print money. And uh, yeah, other people are printing money at the moment. But of course, uh, we want to bring that uh closer to the source, closer to the people that are creating that data. So, yeah, that's where we come in. Exactly. I think that's the element of empowering people, letting them to understand the value of data and how they can actually use it for their own benefit is 
one of the beauty of Web3. But um, before we talk a little bit more about data decentralization, let's introduce a streamer as, uh, you know, for what I understand is an open source platform that is managing data, is empowering people, is creating some amazing solution that can help businesses. Uh, so over to you. Sure, sure. So to create, maybe to take a step back, to create all these uh, data monetization tools and uh, the fair data economy, uh, you sort of need to kind of restart the internet and build everything uh, again from the ground up. So the, the core of Streamer, the heart of Streamer is the Streamer network, which is a uh, decentralized, this is a big word, mouthful, so I apologize, but it's a decentralized and incentivized real-time data uh, infrastructure project. So it's sort of like a data pipeline protocol. And uh, basically what what we're building with this uh, network is uh, a way for everybody to uh, use their devices to uh, permissionlessly join and communicate with each other and help share bandwidth and uh, help propagate messages around the network in a decentralized way. And what that can then do is, uh, of course, monetize the data in a um, in a way that uh, the users are in total control of their data. So yeah, this is this is the core of what we're building. Um, so in a, in a nutshell, it's this network layer that uh, transports the data, and then uh, the application layer, which we call data unions, which is a way to uh, monetize the data. Okay, let's break it a little bit uh, more. Uh, you mentioned kind of like a few important words. First of all, decentralized. So I want you to explain that. Then you mentioned you mentioned about incentivizing, which is also, you know, the, the concept of incentive is, is very popular in the blockchain space. I want you to explain that. Then real data, right? How you can capture and, and uh, um, showcase and manage real data. Uh, and then we can talk maybe a little bit more about the col collaborative element of the platform. But if we can clarify these first three words, so decentralized, incentivizing, and then real-time data. Sure. So decentralization is the, the movement of Web3 Web where uh, we're building protocols in a way that uh, anybody can permissionlessly join and participate and sort of uh, control uh, uh, important parts of the network. So in the centralized uh, alternative, there is a company and they have full control over usually, usually like a server farm or, you know, they usually operate in a distributed way where they have full control. And uh, the main point of distinction here is that there is a central point of failure um, with the centralized option. So with decentralized, you need uh, sort of token economics to, to make uh, this thing work because if you have a permissionless network, then you have to uh, kind of uh, cater for uh, dishonest nodes or uh, malicious actors. You don't have this problem in, in a centralized uh, setup because, um, you know, you have control over everything. But in a decentralized world, you don't have control, so you have to rely on uh, token economics, uh, the carrot and the stick, to uh, make sure that people are uh, honest and, and basically build the network this way. And it's very hard to, to build 
the network this way. And uh, certainly a lot of research goes into token incentivizations and uh, disincentivizations for doing the wrong thing. So that's how kind of decentralization and incentivization sort of uh, work work together in, in a pair. You can't really have one without the other uh, if, you, if you're building complex systems. And uh, the third point was real-time data. Now, uh, I, I don't exactly know where the, the line between where real-time data becomes more static data. Is it like uh, uh, one second latency or 10 second latency? But uh, generally speaking, real-time data is sort of uh, very fast data. So we operate in uh, very fast latencies, uh, usually between 200 and 400 milliseconds. So uh, basically, you know, <laughs> very fast. And uh, the reason that we've focused on real-time data is that uh, the value of data sort of most of the time has this uh, feature that, or maybe not feature, but characteristic that uh, the value sort of decays over time. So uh, the value is, is usually quite, uh, it is usually highest at, at the point of creation and then it degrades. So we wanted to kind of join uh, the decentralized uh, data infrastructure uh, protocols, but we wanted to offer something something uh, very different to just static storage. So this is uh, real the real-time data use case and it has uh, yeah, plenty of use cases. And I think as, um, as we move towards, uh, you know, everything being connected, it's sort of real, real time is very native to that uh, experience. So I think that's uh, kind of a bit future looking, but I think it's the, the right direction to take as well. Okay, let's uh, now look at um, you know your um, basically the um, the businesses, uh, the kind of individuals, uh, the developer they are building on stream on stream stack. So we kind of understand who can build on the network, which are your clients, uh, what you are trying to offer. So kind of like the input, the output, uh, and kind of all the people they can work. Uh, um, using streamer basically yeah so in, in terms of kind of who, who wants to to build on streamer or like yeah. uh, sort of like the first use cases um I, we've we've sort of iterated uh on our strategy uh, originally we were uh focusing on the the big the big tech companies and kind of getting getting their adoption and they're very interested of course but they're very slow to move so it's sort of like uh we, after 2017, it was uh, it. We sort of got the feeling is kind of being friend zoned by the big companies because they don't really know what to what to do with this new technology. So they're they're kind of uh, a bit too slow moving for us. So we uh, after the the kind of DeFi summer uh, of last year or early this year, we realized that uh, basically Crypto Island is growing up so fast that we should really be focusing on the crypto use cases and providing this infrastructure Lego for uh, emerging crypto projects that we, we think will be very big uh, very soon. So uh, in terms of like uh, the rural use cases and who, who is building, so it, there is uh, Swash who is monetizing your uh, browsing data. So this is totally, it's totally spying on you, but it's totally 100% uh, opt-in and they're very uh, um, transparent with uh, who the data goes to and um, 
giving you a, a fair reward for your data if you opt in to giving that particular piece of data. And they have certain tools. There is like a data delay. So you don't have, if you go to a, a naughty site, you can you can scrub that. And, you know, these sorts of tools, which are very uh, useful and sort of, uh, it's very clear that we're going from the ground up here because, uh, you know, these sorts of uh, empowerment tools have, haven't been built yet and we're at the very early stage. There's also uh, bank transaction uh, data unions being built. So this is connecting uh, yeah, your, your credit cards and, and all your banking history into a data union and then getting the fair reward for that. Uh, we have a ride sharing uh, data union coming up, uh, EV battery uh, data union, uh, mobile app, location. Uh, yeah, these are the sorts of uh, apps that are being built on Streamer at the moment. Uh, it's it's mainly in the indie developer or the mid-range mid of enterprise at the moment that have like the right uh, risk-reward ratio for us, I think, and uh, kind of ready to jump into this scary decentralized blockchain world. And uh, yeah, that's that's what's keeping me busy these days. So it's basically kind of offering, uh, um, you know, a data open source ecosystem to kind of uh, uh, innovative startup. Uh, they are trying basically to work on, on very interesting, innovative uh, project, if, I, if I'm correct. That's kind of like your main clients, let's say. You are tr kind of tapping into their business, offering them something that co can completely enhance and help them to scale faster. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a new, unique selling point that hasn't been possible yet. And yeah, a few, a few kind of first adopters are seeing this and, it's, and it, there's also the ethical side as well. So if you want your, your company, this is where we think like the, the bigger enterprises will get very interested in streamer quite soon is because uh, now it's all coming out how this data industry works and it's not, it's not cool anymore. It's not ethical. It's, it's terrible. So yeah. you need to, okay, where is your data coming from? If your customers are saying, Hey, what are you doing with my data? Where is it going? These sorts of awkward questions are starting to, to bubble to the surface. And so Streamer provides a very ethical solution as well as a more efficient and yeah, all-round all kind of more effective solution. So, yeah, this is, this is sort of the direction the industry is taking. Well, like I can see the point that these big corporations, they are so decentralized, so centralized that they can't really uh, switch, you know, their uh, they platform and their modus operandi to something completely decentralized just because they don't have enough knowledge. They, they never been operating that way. So that is going to be the big challenge. And if they don't look at a solution like yours, they will be left behind. So it is, uh, you you know, it is a very compelling proposition. But now let's uh, um, bring up some little bit more example because I kind of always like to translate, uh, you know, project in uh, a real use case and, and how they can practically change things and, you know, enhance experience. Um, so if we think about uh, uh, Smart City, which is uh, obviously um, a great concept, is something that is uh, taking over in Asia, it would be, you know, it would be very popular also all over the world very soon. 
the concept of data, data are very important for the development and the function also of smart city. And, uh, and here I can really see how data sharing can uh, create a better, more efficient and uh, sustainable environment. So I know the uh, streamer is working with uh, some company operating in the smart city space. Um, can you maybe comment on that and explaining, you know, how data are basically uh, creating value? Yeah, sure. So I think like, uh, yeah, once you're in a, if we if we think about a smart city as like totally smart, uh, everything is connected. Uh, you can kind of close your eyes and imagine how how much value can kind of be be brought back to you with uh, consented uh, sharing of your data. So let's say you're driving in your car, uh, you're giving your um, sending the data of um, you know the speed you're going, whether or not you're going over a pothole, the traffic to uh, basically the, the smart city operators that uh, can uh, recommend you different routes of traffic. They send you a reward. Maybe there's a scooter coming around the corner very fast. Maybe it can be sending, uh, can be combining that data with your data and giving you a heads up, hey, there's <laughs> there, there might be a collision coming up. That's that's one uh, point. Maybe maybe you go into a store and it sends and you opt in to receive a notification of a sale or uh, share your data that you're interested in in this sort of a product. And uh, I think like uh, it, it's not just uh, plain selling your information, but also opting into uh, kind of being uh, alerted to interesting interesting. Uh, interesting things in the in the environment so yeah these sorts of things yeah just living in your in your apartment for example let's say it's a, a smart apartment where there are you know this is a bit of a boring example but there's uh, water and smoke detectors that are connected um, to to the city and so basically what that means is that there's a fire or a water leak um, uh, you're in uh, the the fire brigades will will know very soon where the fire is exactly, and they can come in and and put out the fire, and it means your insurances go I down, and, and yeah, it, it means that like everything just runs a bit smoother, I guess. I, I I'm just thinking about you know when your internet stops and you're panicking, where is the problem? <laughs> when you have the engineer going around in you know in the neighborhood trying to dig, trying to find the problem where that will be easily solved like that. But also you know like um, if there is, you can maybe monitor the level of, uh, uh, for example, how much energy you, you, you are consuming. So if you are consuming too much, you can just slow down a bit. You will be kind of like a real-time awareness um, that helps a lot in decision-making. And uh, it, it does help individuals, it does help businesses if they know what data, what they, where they are now. So that's, that's I think, where really the value is, uh, is getting better decision and that it will make basically all the ecosystem much more efficient. Now, one uh, things that I really want to clarify, because when we are talking about, you know, data and, uh, uh, you know, uh, making them available, sharing, there is this element of... Uh, privacy and security that kind of uh, 
comes out like as a scary things, right? How, sec- how do you maintain security and privacy in your platform? So uh, we, everything is end-to-end encrypted. So uh, basically that is like the, our MO. Uh, there's no... Uh, there's no getting around cryptography and uh, blockchains. They're quite, they're quite impenetrable. Uh, so even uh, the network is decentralized and those nodes are transporting the data around, but they never see the data. So uh, it's certainly secure in the transport perspective and in the purchasing of data and the sharing of data, uh, we have whitelisting features. So you can say this 0x address has can have access to the data and that they can, uh, you know, go through some sort of uh, verification process and that can be shared with all the, the data producers. Uh, so at, at all times, uh, the, the, the data producer is in control of who, who gets to see their data. But uh, it, it, is, it is true, though, that you, you never really get full control, no matter, no matter how, no matter how, um, how secure the system is, for example. And that, this is maybe not spoken that much, but it's sort of like uh, uh, pictures on the internet, like uh, can you make a platform where this picture can disappear from the internet? It probably, <laughs> you know, people can screenshot it and it's the same with, uh, same with data as well. Uh, there's, no, there's no bulletproof way to, to be able to kind of really secure the data in a, in a very um, totally genius way. Uh, th- there are kind of uh, solutions coming up in the future, such as homomorphic encryption that can yeah. kind of do calculations on the data so it doesn't actually have to leave uh, it, its source. And those are very interesting. But uh, from the data scientists that I speak to is uh, to actually do anything interesting on the data, uh, they kind of need to see the data. So I think like the, the, best, the, the best of both worlds is to anonymize the data before yeah. it leaves uh, the, the actual local environment. So uh, as long as that's happening and it's being done in an open source way and it's kind of being encrypted as close to uh, to the source as possible, then it's it's basically the, the best you can get. Exactly. But as a, also, I think, you know, as the, the space is evolving so fast that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some kind of new technology uh, or new ways to encrypt and secure data is definitely going to come up. So yeah, let's yeah. Uh, talk a little bit more about Streamer. Um, you mentioned a bit how the project started, but I wanted maybe you to explain a little bit more on, uh, you know, why, when the project started, and then we can go uh, a little bit more into the history, the key milestone, and what is next on the roadmap. Yeah, sure. So uh, the, the founders of the company were actually into algorithmic trading, where so they were building a kind of um, real-time uh, data infrastructure already and so they have a lot of experience in that area and uh, it was at, at a, about the same time that the Ethereum white paper came out and I, I like to say they were kind of bitten by this radioactive spider when they when you read blockchain and Ethereum and the smart contracts decentralization it's sort of this uh, this uh, mind awakening moment where you go oh my goodness what's happening how do we like? Uh, how do we activate this in in our uh, region of speciality? So this is what happened uh, with Streamer. They, this is how it was born. This uh, idea of 
this open source platform of, of sharing and enriching and uh, monetizing real-time data. And so, yeah, that, that was the, the, the journey. I think I forgot the second half of your question there. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. Uh, so what are the key milestones that you have achieved? Oh, yes. Key milestones. So basically, we, we've gone through the, the philosophy of uh, progressive decentralization. So at the beginning of Well, at the end of 2017, at the beginning of the project, we had a, a product with customers. It was this real-time uh, data infrastructure, but it was, of course, very centralized. And so in the last uh, three, four years, uh, we've been building the uh, sort of decentralized version. And uh, this month, actually, uh, August 2021, uh, we'll be releasing uh, the decentralized uh, node software. So it means that anybody will be able to join the network and uh, kind of participate in the protocol of sharing the data, and it will be a uh, decentralized protocol. Um, so that's, that's sort of like the, the, big, the big milestone that we're uh, very close to uh, achieving. Uh, it'll happen first as a testnet. Uh, the testnet will be incentivized, so you'll be earning uh, data tokens to uh, basically connect your device into the network and share the data around. So yeah, this is, this is the big thing. And next year, uh, we'll be activating the full tokenomics. So uh, it, it's a much more uh, complex version of uh, what will be in the, in the testnet. Uh, but uh, yeah, same principle, uh, share, share your bandwidth and earn data tokens. Can you maybe explain what are the incentives within the streamer network? Okay, so there's, there's two layers uh, that we incentivize. Uh, so first we incentivize uh, data uh, transport and we incentivize data sharing in the form of those monetization tools. So in, in the form of uh, propagating data around the network, Uh, basically, you can uh, run a node uh, very soon any, anyway, where your Raspberry Pi or your laptop or uh, maybe some machine somewhere is running a streamer node. And uh, for the service of, of participating in the network and helping to secure the network and transporting data around the network, uh, you will be earning data tokens for that service. And uh, on the application layer, we incentivize the uh, sharing of your data. The, when uh, someone wants to subscribe to that data, they, they pay you in, uh, or they pay the, the product owner in data tokens and those data tokens uh, flow back to the data producer. Okay, and how people can monetize on the data token? So you can uh, do it two ways. You can uh, run a node very soon. And you can also join a data union. And then uh, depending on which data union you choose, um, you can uh, choose to monetize certain kinds of, of your data that you feel comfortable uh, monetizing. Okay. Uh, is the data token listed on any stock exchange or can I buy on Uniswap? Uh, yeah, Uniswap is, is the way to go. We are, we're also on uh, Honeyswap on uh, XDAI and, uh, of course, on Binance as well. So, uh, yeah, plenty of good options there. And, and I also see in your timeline that one of uh, um, the things that you would like to do is actually hand over the project to a DAO governance Yeah, yeah. So this is like, uh, there's so much going on. But yeah, this is another really exciting part of the project. And it's something that we have been uh, sort of progressively moving towards as well. 
And uh, basically in the centralized, you know, uh, bricks and mortar world, you have a, uh, you know, a shareholder meeting quarterly and it's uh, behind closed doors. You make certain decisions and that that's that sort of a thing. But in the decentralized world, everything happens in the open um, and uh, you get the amazing ability to be able to ask your token holders, hey, um, what, what do you think about this? Here are a list of voting options. Uh, vote with your tokens and we'll do what you, what you ask us to do as long as it's uh, you know, legally permissible. And what this uh, enables us to do is kind of uh, hand over the governance to the, the token holders, to the community. And I, I, this is the, the, the end destination of Streamus. So our goal is to uh, walk away or pretty much from the project, uh, not, not, in, in, not in the sense of actually uh, saying goodbye, but in the sense of being a company uh, sort of uh, supporting, supporting the project in in that uh, in the sort of the web two way. So uh, the web three way is that the DAO would kind of uh, enlist us or enlist the, the core developers to help uh, build the project forward. And uh, yeah, so we've been doing uh, what's called SIPs, so streamer improvement uh, proposals. And the last uh, 12 months, they've been uh, a really fantastic tool for us and eventually uh, this is all that there will be. So uh, there will be proposals to change parameters in the protocol and uh, basically the DAO will execute those, cha those changes based on the majority of the token holders. So, yeah, that's, that's sort of uh, a DAO in a nutshell. That's exciting. Um, really, really ambitious project. Listen, for anybody that is interested in the project, where should they go? Uh, streamer.network. And uh, from there, you can also join our Discord. So there's plenty of uh, great, great conversations there. There's prizes to win as well. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun place. Fantastic. Do you have a specific email that people interested that can uh, get in touch? Uh, yeah. So we also have a data fund as well. So I think it's uh, data fund at streamer.network or you can reach out to me, matthew.fontana at streamer.network. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the information is available on the website. Uh, please reach out. So yeah, we have a fund for developers. So we we pay we pay pioneers for for using streaming networks. So uh, yeah, uh, jump in. Uh, water's warm. Fantastic, Matthew. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed the interview. And if you're interested in knowing more about Streamer Network or you have a use case or you would, would like to be in touch with them, head over to their social media, Twitter, Discord, or get in touch with Matthew directly to understand more about what they are working on. And finally, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, just click the subscribe button below and follow us on social media to make sure that you are up to date with our news and interviews. I will see you next time.